Hey Chummers, this is part two of two special episodes of The Hidden Grid. Last month, The Hidden Grid lost one of our own, Andrew Henderson, better known in these parts as Brother Shango and Mr. Gray, passed away just before Christmas. His death was sudden and took his friends and family by surprise. Andrew was a very active role player, having taken part in several of my tables across a variety of systems over the years as well as being an active member of both the D.C. and Seattle World of Darkness live-action communities. He was also an author under the pen name Andrew Eckhart, and wrote the book Last Mage, The Interview, as well as writing several other pieces, scripts, and stories that had not seen publication at this time. We'll miss him a ton, folks, and so I wanted to share one of my favorite sessions with Andrew. These two episodes are a rebroadcast of the initiation of his character, Mr. Gray. Getting to run him through these important character moments and expand on what he wanted for his character and what he wanted him to become was a blast. I hope you enjoy the revisit. For what it's worth, though I don't know all the years that listen to this, I do want you to know you mean a lot to those of us who run this shindig. You meant a lot to him. Your feedback and emails over the years that Andrew was active in the show always made him grin. So be safe out there, chummers, and keep your buddies and friends for life as close and as long as you can. You don't know how long that time will last. Hidden Grid, The Six World Chronicles, Episode 49, Initiation. The Dweller, the Joker, the Spider, and the King. Hi everybody, welcome back to an episode of The Hidden Grid, The Six World Chronicles. I'm not going to keep you for long because, well, I'm sure you guys are all curious how Gray's initiation went, and how it changed him in the process. So, sit back, enjoy. Take a peek at how I handle initiation from a character who's had himself a bit of history. And see if you can be the first one to spot someone who might be a part of bigger shadow and lore than our little show. See you on the other side. Mr. Gray crosses the threshold into the Ring of Stones. Immediately you feel yourself surrounded by power. This cave, this cavern is full of such raw, magical power. You find that and feel that this is the right place. This is the place that your initiation, your trial, is ready to begin. So what shall you do? So that I am experiencing that, experiencing that in stepping into the stones. Is that correct? Yes. As soon as you pass through the, uh, the ring of stones, you immediately feel the sense of power and energy around you. 
All right. Um, I will take a look. I mean, I feel this, but has anything visually changed around me? I'm sorry, say that again. I was being distracted. That's right. <laughs> I was asking, had anything physically changed around me? No, the cave is still the kind of watery kind of cavern that you stepped into. The rocks still look like the fangs of a dragon coming out of the floor and the ceiling. And you still hear the roar of the falls up beyond you. Okay. Uh, then I will... I guess I'll call out. Um, I'm here. You received no answer. Okay. Uh, then I think I have this skill. Where is it? guess I do not. I will sit um, and just I will sit down kind of cross-legged and uh, begin a sensing. Okay. So immediately as you open your eyes to the astral world the light and radiance of this place is, is near blinding at first. Um I'm going to go ahead and just give you an automatic success on the sensing test. Uh, as you try to look at this ring you're in, uh, immediately you can tell uh, this is equivalent of a Force 12 uh, Lodge. So quite capable of a rather intense magical power here. Wow. Okay. <laughs> More um, pressing, though, is as you look back and forth, you look up to where the teeth of the, the dragon's maw ascend into the ceiling and where there is a sheer stone in the physical world it looks almost as if there is like water flowing down into a whirlpool except in the ceiling flowing up into darkness so it's water flowing up well it it looks like water, but it's not really exactly water. It's okay. more like tides of energy. Okay. Well, I guess there's nothing to be done but take the plunge. I will uh, go astral and approach the water. Okay. Immediately you feel a, feel a tugging, pulling sensation, uh, drawing your astral form up into the uh, kind of vortex itself. You struggle for a bit to move, to keep it from yanking yourself, but you find yourself released from your mortal coil, binding you to the material plane, and you find yourself immediately plunged into a vast abyss. Above and below you stretch to eternity are a blanket of shadows, a mixture of dark clouds and the absence of reality itself. What your mind tries to rationalize as a horizon is a dim vision of pale green smeared across the sky. What do you do? Hmm. 
So, it's a rise in pale green. There's no sun or any celestial body or anything in the sky, quote-unquote, in no. the sky. The only reason we have a sense of up and down is that is how your uh, your mind kind of perceives the horizon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh Then I guess I'll just start walking. Just gonna okay. start walking. I mean, there's <laughs> other than the the up and down. There's no other landmarks or anything, right? No, just the endless kind of dark rolling clouds of nothing. Okay, then I'll just start walking. Okay, you travel into this nothingness for what seems like an eternity, feeling your mind growing fragile as it tries to justify the existence of such a non-space. I need you to give me a willpower test. Oh, man. Uh, Wait, where the fuck did I put my dice? Probably should have grabbed those before I even started. Sorry, guys. I I know it's not very interesting. Oh, here they are. <laughs> so just straight up will? Mm-hmm. Two successes. Cool. You focus your mind and... You tame your consciousness and let serenity fill you, giving you a sense of awe and realization of what and where this place is and the fact that you are outside of the world you have always lived a part of. In the instant that your mind finds this realization, a figure appears to you. He is, for all intents and purposes, appears to be you, the polar opposite of you, standing before you, but at the same time, as you are connected to the material world, this entity of yourself appears to be connected to the cosmos beyond himself. Shango, you've come once more. I've been here before. Oh, some time ago. Some time ago. But why do you come here now in this way? Don't you know the way around me yet? I don't know what you speak of. You seek to cross the threshold. The boundary of your world and the worlds beyond all of yours. You know me as its guardian. How do you not remember this? I still don't know of what you speak. I'm honestly confused here. I'm not sure who and what you are, nor where I am in this place. (laughs) Oh, has your right of power and bloodthirst you knew before brought you to such a place 
that you've forgotten what you have once been and what you had once become? The figure laughs, uh, holding his belly as he uh, chuckles deeply. Oh, oh, this is rich. Never have I seen such a such a form lose something so great a gift he had worked hard to earn before. Tell me, Shango, how does it fear to be missing your mind? Hmm. That's a very interesting question. I do not feel as though I've lost my mind, though I wonder if anyone who has is aware of losing such. What do you mean that I've lost something? You have been here before. You have walked these paths. You know this land. But your mind is blank. It's missing it. Even now, as I look within you, I see a hollow where this knowledge once laid. A hollow where other knowledge of power and greatness once resided. You come once more to gain that power again, don't you? I am not sure why I am here. Only that I've been called. And in all things of magic, it is you who calls yourself. Yes, he sees, looks back into the space behind him. Yes, I see there where a space of you has been left behind. A nugget of wisdom. A secret waiting for, to be unlocked by you. But are you worthy? Do you have the right to cross where you had foregone that gift now? Prove to me, Shanko, that I should let you beyond. I do not know what it is or in what capacity I am to prove myself to you, but I have no idea who and what you are. And I am not in the business of performing for those who ask. Who are you? A smile on his face grows as you talk. As I have said, I am the dweller on the threshold. I am the one who stands between your mortal realm and the realms beyond. When you came here before, you came here perhaps more prepared than you are now. But you were a different man now than who you are. Perhaps it makes you better. Perhaps it makes you worse. For I seem to have the judge of who you were then. But not the judge of who you are now. To cross this threshold takes more than a mere performance piece. It must be a proof of worth. To show that you are not just drabble, a weakling who seeks to gain greater power, but that you are an individual worthy of the knowledge that lies beyond. If you have taken measure of me before, and you can see me now, then what need have I of proving my worth? It should be as evident 
as my own form is here standing uh, before you. Ah, uh, but the form that stands before me is not the form that stood before me before. The essence of who you are, the deep sp- spirit within Shango, yes, that core is still the same. But the mind and the spirit that wraps it, you are a different being, and therefore must be judged separately than he who came before. So prove to me, Shango. No performance, no small trinket. Prove to me what your worth is, and I will let you regain what you had willingly lost before. Basically, he wants you to do something to show that you're worthy. Yeah. But he also said, no, uh, he didn't want. I don't know. Well, he's saying he doesn't want like a simple parlor twig trick. Yeah. You know? Parlor twig. Parlor twig. <laughs> I'll do all the politics. Okay. All politics. Alright. What I am going to do is just check my spells here. I have a feeling somebody else is in the call they'd be yelling it right out right now. Stunball him, sunball him. <laughs> Same um, with the fans want to hear. <laughs> do you want me to say no? I'm not going to stun ball or stun bolt him. But what I am going to do is I am going to, I guess, just recall a couple weeks ago when uh, I cast overcast that um, physical barrier to protect the mm-hmm. folks from the dragon. And I'm going to... Okay, as your character's thinking of these thoughts, the spectral image of a dragon flies past the two of you. The spectral image of yourself and your uh, uh, fellow runners appears in the shadows before the dragon, and a great wall appears between the two of you. Raw energy springs from the dragon's form, crackling against the shield, but it holds. The dweller at this point laughs, applauding. Yes, yes, that is worth... That is a worthy challenge. That is a mage who knows his power and knows that even greater beings bow down to it. Yes. I think you are on the right course. What else can you show me, Shango? I will recall... uh... Banishing Twilight. Uh, at this point, 
uh, spidery leg surrounds the, all, the both of you. The figure of a great spider body plunges towards you, but as soon as it reaches you, the dweller moves his arms out, banishing the specter itself. Yes, he is known to us, and his presence is known of you and your arrival here. Yes, that is a worthy thing. That grants you access. At this point, the non-reality of the place shifts. The clouds dissipate. The green horizon seems to erupt, filling everything with light. The dweller himself vanishes, and you find yourself in a simple, plain medicine hut, like those you studied in as a child. Exactly like those I studied or in as a child, or just it's, reminiscent of? It's almost like an amalgamation of all the huts you knew as a child that were representative of magic, of mystical studies, from the tribes you were a part of to the tribes you visited as a child. Well, one of the earliest uh, medicine huts that I was a part of uh, the uh, healer used to keep like candies in one of the the uh, little vases. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look and see if that vase is there. And so it is. I'm gonna take a look and see if there are any candies inside. There are candies inside. I'm gonna take one. I'm gonna eat one. Okay, it is as delicious as you remember. All right. If not sweeter, then awesome. Um. Now, as I'm eating, I don't know how I can eat it while I'm astral. As I'm eating, I'm going to take a look. Um, is anyone there? No, you see the simple sounds of uh, the savannah outside. Um, but otherwise, the hut itself is empty. A uh, light breeze kind of flows through it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and um, see what what resources are there. Like There are various charms and trinkets and beads and stones and small devices that have been started to be carved but aren't quite finished yet and trinkets that you recognize as not part of the traditions you know but were gathered as part of studying and learning from others. All right, um, I'm going to take a length of twine, um, about two feet long, um, and tie it so that it makes kind of like a loop and start making, uh, finger, finger puzzles and go outside. Nice. As you step outside, you find three figures surrounding the door. One of these figures is a tall uh, Wakanabi man. He is dressed in what you would think of as traditional chieftain robes. Um, He is strong, barrel-chested, but at the same time, his is the face of uh, ancient, kind of just older than he should be, especially that of an elven face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another figure is kind of what you would uh, remember as both the kind of outfit of a 
tribal shaman, but also the robes of a midwife. Uh, hers is the face that has, while cur- currently now in a deep skull, has the wrinkles of one who is always smiling. Finally, the last figure is a, another Wakanabe, uh, but this one has no determinate gender. It's, is very plain and neutral in appearance, um, and is dressed out in a simple loincloth. Uh, but the figure itself has probably the most intense eyes you have ever seen. All three of you watch you intently as you come out of the hut. That character, I guess I'll start talking. Um... Hello. Greetings, everyone. I wasn't expecting others here. Just kind of cocks an eyebrow at you. Really? You should have. Did you not expect to see your family here? I am ashamed. My family is long dead. We've never oh. left you. Shango, my child, we always hear. Huh. And who are you? We are you. And you are us. And I am to speak with you, to learn from you, to gain some sort of additional insight about myself and Is this what is to be expected of me here? It's not what's expected of you, but what you already have within yourself. We're only guides. We're only here to help or to harm, depending upon how you act. You must prove yourself. Hmm. I know you'll make the right choice. Interesting that you say that I'll make the right choice. But so far, no choice has been presented to me to make. That will come in time, my child. Then what comes at this time? So as those words come out of your lips, the world seems to fill in, so to speak, as if Beyond the Hut had been a blank canvas, and now the world... And now the world starts to kind of write itself out. Um, 
basically before you, the savannah stretches out to oblivion, but separating you from the rest of the savannah is a grass, uh, sorry, a vast chasm that seems to stretch endlessly deep into the earth. Beyond the steps of the guides is a walkway that seems to lead down. So this choice is I must cross. Everything comes at a cost. No trial should be easy. Okay. Uh, I'll walk over kind of to the edge of the chasm and look down. As you look down, you see whispers of light deep below. Some of these lights hit upon tendrils of what appears to be webbing, things that look like they're holding the very chasm's walls together. You see where the path continues down along the side of the uh, chasm until it reaches some something strange down there, some something that looks like a point of light that seems to dance back and forth across the path. Also, take another look and see if there's like a bridge across the chasm. There is not. Damn it. This chasm seems to surround the hut, basically. Oh, it's one of those chasms. Awesome. One of those chasms. So I'll turn back to to the other three. So I'm assuming that in this there is only one path. In this there has always been one path. That's the path you're walking. I know you'll make me proud. But you could always choose a different path. You're not always stuck with the one you're on. And I would like to think you would make me proud. Choose carefully, Shango, for you represent more than yourself. I'd just like to say that's no pressure at all. <laughs> no pressure at all. All right. Um, that is the clear path. I suppose the objective is to get across. You gotta go down to go across. <sighs> How far across is the chasm? As you look at it, it seems to grow wider. Yep, thought so. <laughs> yeah. Mother after It's one of those chasms. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay. Is 
Then I will start down the path. Okay. Uh, you start to head down the path. The walls of the chasm quickly overtake your head. The three guides follow behind you slowly, one by one. Uh, all seem to be at the same distance away from you, yet further apart uh, than they should be from one another. You continue on the path for some time until you eventually reach that point where the lights seem to dance. To your right is the uh, vast chasm wall. To your left is the uh, chasm itself stretching down to oblivion. And before you, a door appears, blocking your path further down the chasm. It's an ornate door, uh, more Western European than what you'd expect to see here in this kind of mirror universe of your homeland. Mm. Is it wooden? Metal? It's ruby. Ruby. It seems to glisten as you look at it. Is there a doorknob or... There is a doorknob. Alright. I will... uh, Try the doorknob. The door opens with ease. As you come, as you look into the court, it seems to defy presence of reality, what beyond, lies beyond the door. Figures in masks and elaborate dresses dance back and forth, moving about performing feats of body and illusion. Fire and electricity spark from the hands of mag- magicians, while dozens of naga coil back and forth between the feet of all the dancers. Below you, a lush red carpet stretches out ahead of you to a throne, and upon the stone sits a single figure, wearing a checkered pattern of green and black. He throws orbs of light between his hands and watches you intensely behind a mask. Beyond his throne, you see the only other end exit in this room and the continued path down the chasm. Alright, I guess I will approach the throne. Okay. You and your three uh, guides head into the court. The dancers seem to part uh, for you as you approach. As you near the throne, the figure yells, Stop! Come no further! For what purpose? You have earned no right to cross this threshold. Was that not what the man upstairs told you? The threshold is mine to cross. Oh, oh, the dweller does truly give you mere mortals what freedom to come into our domain. But who is his right to give you such freedom? No, no, you have no right to cross. If I had no right to cross, then I would not be here in the first place. <laughs> oh, such such desire for yourself, such strength and belief in yourself. How foolish. So you would deny me access to the store? I would, I would. Were unless you were to earn such access. Oh, yes, I know about the, the little 
games, the shadow puppets, he says as little figures dance between underneath his hands, mimicked by the light he, uh, that floats above him now. Oh, yes, yes, the, the, the trickery. No, 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 no. See, you must appease me if you wish to get through. For you see, I am a being not part of your little fantasy tryst through our reality, your little journey through us. No, 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 no. You mortals come back and forth with your mind games with yourself to trick your way here. No, for you to stay, you must earn. You must prove to me that you are truth. So, let us talk. Let us talk price. Shall we? If you wish. What is your price? I want a part of you. Part of the experience of your world. Part of the essence that drives your beings to learn more, to earn more. That part of you that you are burning here and now to cross through this world and gain more power. If you give me but this gift, I will let you beyond. Then I will tell you the story of Grandfather Spider and the Spark. And before uh, the guy on the throne oh. can keep talking, uh, uh, Shango is going to start manipulating the um, the string puzzle in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, string puzzles, um, but what uh, some truly adept people can do is kind of like tell a story with them and kind of mm-hmm. make stick figures out of them. Yep, I know exactly what you okay. mean. So, so he's going to start doing that. I'll tell you the story of Grandfather Spider. And- oh, a story. He, he floats down from his chair, uh, legs crossed as he slowly descends before you. Yes, this will be good. A long time ago, when reality and dream were one thing, there was man and there were others. Man was beneath the others. But he was above the animal. Barely. Grandfather Spider. Uh, against the wishes of the others. Uh, sat with man. In the darkness. He ate with them. The foods that they could find. Uh, the fish that they drew from the, rith- from the river. The berries they found in the fields and the animals that they slew. He sat with them during the day and lie with them at, during the night. And he saw how miserable they were. He heard their cries. We want a better life. This is not a life for us. We are not as animals who must rise with the sun and sleep with the night. We can do far more. We know far more. So Grandfather Spider, seeing this, reached into the sky and brought down a spark from the sun. And he set it upon a log. 
and the log burst into flame. He said, I give you this fire to match what burns within your hearts. The same fire that pushes you forward, that helps you feed your children and helps you tend uh, to your culture. This I give you to help you expand and grow. So man saw this and they developed culture. They developed writing and they learned how to live through the night, through the darkest times and the coldest times. So what you ask now, man on the throne, is why we deserve that fire, why I deserve to move beyond. It's because I yearn for more. It is my very nature to want to move forward. It is my nature to grow and to protect those I love. It is my nature to create a family. It is my desire to grow stronger so that I might protect that family. You stand between myself and that goal. And in this, you will fail. Allow me All to right. pass. I need a charisma check from you. But before you roll, the guides, and if you wish to have a say in the matter, or give anything in the matter... My guys are silent. I mean, I fail. Give them a second. <clears throat> um, the chief's not going to say anything. He's just going to quietly um, put a hand on Chango's shoulder as he comes up behind him. You know, just silently approving. You know what he said. And of course, I must place a freaking piece of paper. <laughs> I'm going to give him um a plus one. Nice. That's a plus one to your dice pool, Andrew. Any other guy wants to say anything on this matter? No, looks like they are impartial. Impartial. Right. That's a charisma test of plus one dice pool. I see how it is. Uh, three successes. Nice. The Jester Spirit chuckles and laughs. Oh, a lovely story. Many times I've heard this, many times I have been given this tale, not in this form, not in this way. But it is so repeated often in your world from those of my world who have meddled in yours. But it is enough. It is enough for me to let you through. But to know this, mortal, my interest in you does not wane. Continue your trial today. But to know more, more for me will be seen in your life. As short as it is. If that moment he vanishes, the court vanishes, and you find yourself on the cliff wall again, high above the ground below, the webbing below. 
I will continue on. I'll kind of give the guides kind of a look, kind of like a seriously, and then continue on down the uh, the path. Nice. As you continue down the path, you find yourself eventually amongst myriad strands of magical silk reaching through all things here. You instinctively recognize that which is the web that binds the cosmos. You immediately find your sense of connection intensifying as you intentively touch a strand, careful not to vibrate it. Okay. So is this web blocking the path? No, it, it it's as if the abyss you've been traveling into opens up into this web. Alright, so I'm kind of confused. Is the path now the web? Yes. Okay, alright. It's basically as if the construct of the chasm has given way to this new construct. Okay. As if you step from one dream into another. Gotcha. Dream logic. Yes. How does it work? Oh. It right. just does. <laughs> right. I will... Uh, I'll continue on on the path. I mean, I won't go stomping. Mm-hmm. I will try to continue along the path. As you walk along the uh, strands of that uh, massive silk, a single sh- large shadow seems to move over you. Um, I'll take a look and see. The gigantic arachnid form is not unexpected here. You were actually surprised it took so long for one to appear. What sends terrors down your spine is that you immediately recognize the form of that of the free spirit Eclipse. He's far larger here than what he was in the val- that valley months ago. And the look of rage and bloodlust in his eyes suggests to you that perhaps it is time to flee rather than face this threat. Uh Hmm Sorry if I'm silent, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. through all through all my options here. Cause I can't hit the reset button. <laughs> nah, man, you saved the last checkpoint. That's true. I did get past the other thing, so I can just restart at that, right? Nope. Damn it. That's right, though. <laughs> it's dream logic. How's it work? You, you mess up, you mess up, bro. I know. All right. This is its home plane, I'm guessing. 
clips. I, Justin, I wouldn't have remembered any part of, you know, Eclipse's, you know, spell formula from interacting with them that last time. Did you learn any of the song? Yeah. Did you spend time researching the song and deciphering it since then? I know you talked about wanting to do that. No, I did not. Then I don't think you have what it takes here. Well, Shiggle. <sighs> Next time. All right. Um, then what I will do is I will try to continue on. Um, I mean, it's obviously faster than I am barreling down, but I want to try to continue on the path, um, without stepping on the sticky portions of the web that will try to stop. Very well. I need an intuition test from you. Oh, mother ever. Do any guides wish to take part in this test? I am proud of you, my child, for not attempting to fight what you cannot beat. Take my blessing. That's plus two bonus to your test. You have shown respect for the nature of magic, Shango. And for that, you have my blessing. That's another plus one. Awesome sauce. Guessing that's the only judge there. <laughs> that deep side. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's plus three dice. I'm debating. Oh. No, he's good. He's good. <laughs> okay. All right. Now. Jesus. Uh, five successes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you sling yourself across the web, finding yourself moving along as if you too had eight li- limbs. While Clips comes at you with such fury and rage, he's unable to keep up with you with his magic form. Eventually you find, deep in the heart of the web, what looks like an egg sack. You quickly dart inside to see if you could find safety. The chamber you enter is like a crystal cave, the threads providing a solid wall to protect and encase the treasure within. You hear the sounds of Eclipse outside, trying to pry this place open and reach you. But before you, in the center of the room, is a vault covered in the carvings from your tribe. The pictograms show scenes of your life you don't remember, but have a stunning sensation that they are true. There is a lock on the vault, but no key you could imagine could open it. Totally muted myself. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and approach the vault. Um, but first I'm going to take a look and see if there's anything else in this room, uh, with me. Other than the guides. Just bits and pieces here and there of what you would think of as decaying spider eggs. Broken, shattered, and... Ripped apart from the inside. 
Okay. I'm going to head over to the vault. Uh, okay. And uh, so when you say vault, do you mean like a chest or like a door? Like a chest. Okay. Like more like a safe, really, than a vault. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to uh, peer at the the chest um, and try to. I mean, I don't know if I can sense the chest while I'm astral. I guess. You just trying to discover it, or you, uh, uh, trying to research it, or trying to open it? I'm just trying to see if I can gain more uh, insight about the chest before I sure, try to open it. Sure, go ahead and give me the sensing test. Where is my sensing? There it is. Two successes. This f- key that is needed for this lock is based on you it's to compare it to technology it would be almost like a magical biometric reader as if this lock is looking for a certain pattern of identity hmm can I research that and make like real locks in real life with that <laughs> okay. Um I'm going to uh I guess like place my hand on it. Okay. Go ahead and give me a logic test. Mother ever. But first what do the guides believe? Tampering with a magic lock. Hmm. I'm just putting my hand on it. I'm not trying to jerk it open or anything. I like that you're arguing with your guides. Fair enough. I'm neutral. What do you hope to seek from this? To see how it feels. Is it warm and welcoming? Or is it cold and foreboding? Is it something that deserves to be locked up and remain hidden here in this web? Or is it something uh, that has been protected here uh, or trapped and deserves freedom? I don't know. And I need to discover that before I attempt to open it. What do you hope it is? I hope that it is something... Uh, Something that would have caused uh, eclipse. Something positive for myself that would have caused eclipse uh, to keep it um, protected away from me, to try to guard it, or to try to guard me from reclaiming it. Um, I don't think that uh, I left eclipse on the very best of terms. Though, to be fair, Eclipse wasn't all that friendly when it showed up. 
this is a very selfish thing you are thinking of something to help you and not the one that you have gone up against to try to heal them. I do not approve. Negative one. Thanks. Nice. Everything comes with hardship and twilight or eclipse was one of your more demanding ones. I'm going to cancel that negative one. Nice. That minus one goes away and you get a plus one instead, Andrew. And what is this logic you said? Yep. Mother ever. One success. Ooh. You find that the feeling and sensation you receive from within the box are full of pain, of of darkness. They, they cannot be true. They cannot be the road you walked. Lose a point of essence. This isn't a permanent point. I know, but it's like, ah. Uh... All right, where the hell is my essence? There it is. All right. You can try again. So I'm going to take a, another look at the the pictograms on the uh, mm-hmm. the safe and try to discern what it is that they are. Um, what kind of stories are they telling? They show various scenes. Scenes of you studying and aiding members of your tribes in the past as a child and as a young man. They also show scenes of you amidst tall, dark towers, killing a man in the street. They sow scenes of you traveling deep under a city of water, hunting a man, drowning him there, your own hand crushing his throat. But they also sow scenes of you falling in love and finding happiness of Freya. They sow scenes of you saving L and those of your other teammates. They show mixed things. Many things that that both hurt you and fill you with bliss. I'm going to turn back to the guy that Midas is piloting. Mm-hmm. The oh. uh, the shaman. The shaman. What part of this is not something that an enemy would want to keep from me? This is my life and what makes me me. My experiences I'll collect it here. Why should an enemy not wish to keep this from me? 
well, your life has taken two separate paths that you have yet to decide upon which one you wish to walk. As you can see, there is your path of vengeance that has led your tribe into ruin, almost destroying everything. And then there's your path of love, with you know, of of life that could grow the tribe and make things better. But you have yet to choose who is to say the enemy outside is against you. Who is to say it is not yourself that is against you? Then if it is myself, it is myself wishing to not want to make a hard decision as this decision is to walk either path of vengeance or love. One is blissful, one is painful. Perhaps that is why you have failed to open the chest, because you cannot decide. I have not yet decided. You will need to decide. You cannot walk two paths as one man. A heart divided will fall. But a heart which does not understand the two paths that are before him will also fall. Knowledge is what you should be seeking then. And this, it will turn back to the safe. Um, this is, I guess, knowledge which came before, and that must uh, inform me of my, of my choices and options in the future. So, just now, go ahead and try to open it. Okay, you make another logic test. Mother effing logic test. <laughs> Has been edge. Four point of karma, yes. Mother effer. I love you. I hate you. <laughs> <sighs> Shake, 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 shake. Sorry, this is very important. It's a very important role. Shake, 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 shake. You better charge them dice up. It's fully charged and gives me two successes. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> you feel the pattern of the lock, tracing your life's path and reaching a point where the lock was created. It snaps open inside, revealing... A small box. You instinctively reach inside and pull the box out. Immediately you find yourself no longer within the egg chamber, but instead on the opposite side of the chasm, standing amidst your homeland. You pull the bo- uh, lid of the box up and see inside, sitting on a cushion of soft velvet, two pearls. The first is white, pure, cleanse of the darkness that once held it. The other is a bauble of dark shadow and rage, of murder and vengeance. You know you could take the pearl without harm, but you fear reaching in because of the black pearl. 
more you realize both are pearls of power. Both contain what was once earned and what is being earned now. It is possible to take one or the other. It is possible to take both. What do you want to do? Mother effort. I know I can, but I can't. Needs to be a good time for the idol to speak up. Wait, sir. Before him are two pearls, both the pearls of power, both contain secrets of power of magic. One is the dark pearl, a pearl representing power gained through shadow, darkness, and vengeance and murder. The other is a purified pearl, a pearl representing his current path. Okay. Hard trying to hard trying to think of what to say. Which will you take, Shango? I am torn. You are torn? On the one hand, the path of purity and light from which I remember my family and my tribe and that family and tribe I wish to create in the future guides me. Yet I recognize that had, had even a modicum of the darker power when the time came, I might have been able to defend my family and tribe. And into the future, I wonder if that too would be necessary. A king or a chieftain does not rule without having to make the hard decisions or making the dark decisions. There are always dark things that must be addressed in addition to the wonders and beauty of the light things which it must protect. This is why you're here today. 
you made the hard choices and when what needed to be done was done you step from that path there can be light there could be neither light without darkness nor darkness without light you should look towards the future to your family to your tribe And if I cannot protect them, if I rebuild them only to have them destroyed again. What great leader fears such things? Every great leader fears such things. But they never let it hold them back. You are too worried about what you cannot do instead of what you can do. Look at what you've done in this short time. You're finding a family. You're creating a family. And when the time comes, will I be able to protect that family? Maybe you should think more if the family can protect you as well. You are not alone. You're never alone. You bind yourself to abstract ideals, Shango. Sometimes there is no right answer. Fucking hate you, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hate you. (sighs) Okay. There is a reason why when I ended my time of vengeance and came to Seattle to begin my new career I selected the name Mr. Gray I looked towards the ideals of the light and those things which are family and comfort and protection Yet I recognized that in some cases, one must utilize the shadow in order to protect that. It is by no means uh, the ideal, but it is the reality of this life which I live. I cannot in good conscience simply disregard that need for um, uh, the darkness and I cannot in good conscience uh, disregard the dream 
and goal and ideals of the light. Because of this, and knowing that attempting two paths, my time and my journey will be harder. I will have to take both. There is wisdom in your words, my child. He who adheres to one path might not have as many options as he who adheres to another, and vice versa. So thus, the wisest man will pave his own path. Andrew, willpower test. Mother Anybody want to give him a boon or a curse? Boon. Plus one from Jacob. I think that's it. Mother Effer. After that speech, Effer. Well, they only had so many to give up. Oh, well, that's fair. I was, I was <laughs> waiting for, for Dan, but since Dan's not doing anything. Uh, yeah. Curse. Minus one from Midas. Oh. <laughs> I think yeah. Dan gave out his two pluses anyway. <laughs> I did, but it, it, it wouldn't matter anyway. This is one of those things of he's he's not making um, a choice that the so chief can, can do Jones. Well, either way, as long as he is firm in his decision after it. Fair enough. All right, so this is important enough. I'm going to spend the karma to get my edge. Okay. okay. I think that this is off. super important. <laughs> hey, you know, if this were like Fox or HGTV, like, as I'm rolling it, it'd be like, after this commercial break. And we're canceled. <laughs> It was fun, everyone. <laughs> oh, my damn. Job, guys. I got one, two, three, four, five successes. You drop the box as your fingers wrap around both pearls. You feel a flood of knowledge and wisdom and power pass through you. The planes and uh, light here seem to pass back and forth between day and night as you become attuned to this place. You gain the ability to access the meta planes at will. Further, you now must pay the cost of two levels of initiation at once. Any karma that you don't have to spend to raise these will result in flaws I will be giving you. Mother effer. <laughs> so how much does that cost? I believe it's 13 for the first initiation and 16 for the second. Yep, 29 total. Uh, so 30 total with your karma expenditure. Yep. Yep. So so is this actually a mechanic to where you can be like a dark mage or a light mage? <laughs> this is my mechanic. That's okay. his mechanic. Justin done this did is a Justin thing. Doing crap. See, in my, in my setting, you don't just get to say, I pay karma and I initiate. That's fair. All right, <laughs> I will pay the karma cost. Do you have enough to pay for both? Yeah, I do. Nice. But it sucks. <laughs> nearly karma poor. Mm-hmm. That said, you do get to choose two metamagics of your choice. 
Initiation. <clears throat> 30. Karma. And knowledge flows back into you as you grasp the black pearl. All the murders, all the killing, every face you hunted down. Worse yet is the faces that came from before your tribe was decimated. What you were to your tribe. What caused the mercenaries to show up in the first place. It was no random act you remember now. It was an act of vengeance itself. For you had been the Spider King of your tribe. Not just one who served Spider himself, but one who acted as his agent. One who killed as his agent. Those who came and killed your tribe came in retribution of those you killed before. Yours and this pearl are tainted. And it is only the light of the white pearl you now hold within yourself that gives you chance to carry forward. I always knew Mr. Gray was evil. Right? <sighs> the world around you of the metaplanes fades. You find yourself falling back into reality, into the material realm. Slowly, the sound of waterfalls continues to fill the cave you're in. You find yourself gasping for air. Sweat covers your brow. You look down at your palms, and you see two orbs sitting in your hands. One white, pure, clear. The other deep, dark black. Can I see any daylight coming in from outside? You can, but before you have a chance to move, tiny echoes seem to come from the pearls themselves into your mind. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to start moving. There was something else I was going to do first, but go ahead. Remember, my child, violence begets violence, as you now know. But sometimes you have to make the hard choices, and that means making the ones that are not always the easiest for those around you. So you're asking about the cave? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to know if there's any sunlight coming in. There is sunlight coming in. Okay. Then uh, Shango's just going to curl up, curl up into a ball and cry until there's no more sunlight. Okay. <laughs> All right. So a few hours pass, uh, and eventually you hear the silence of the jungle beyond. In that, I mean, there's a lot of noise. Yeah, it's a jungle. It's a jungle. <laughs> Alright, uh, I guess Mr. Gray is going to 
kind of stumble his way out. Uh, and um, stand at the edge because I know the bird had to fly him over the first time. Mm-hmm. There's actually a rock path for you to walk across the uh, water now. Whatever. I'm going to walk across the, wa- the rock path. Okay, you do so. Uh, here you find spout splatters of blood. Uh, scales ripped and torn on the ground. Uh, you see where the blood trail leads to the east. Is that towards where the temple was? Yes. Okay. Right. Um, I'm going to try to summon the bird again. If it hasn't, well, it's sundown now. Um, it is enough. I'm going to actually. It's been more than a day. Your stomach tells you. Oh. Wow. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to try to summon the bird again. At um. Force four. Is my okay. essence still effed up? Nope. Your essence has restored. Restored. Good, because that sucked. Now, mechanically speaking, uh, there was a chance for you to lose essence on every test uh, if you had failed any of them. And if you lost more essence than you had, uh, essentially you would have been lost to the astral. Fair. It's a good thing you didn't lose that much essence. That yeah, I don't play games with, uh, absolutely with fair. Uh, initiation. That's some serious shit you're doing there. No, yeah, that's absolutely fair. Uh, this plus this. Uh, so yeah, summoning a force for, uh, air spirit, because I think it was air spirit last time too. Uh, I believe so. Uh, three successes, which is You only got once? Oh, okay. I'm trying to find my source, uh, source book for, uh, those animals, so I can uh, read what it was again. Was the New America's Guide to New York? I mean, North America? I don't believe so. I think you were specifically looking in a book that had South America, because it well, had the birds that had golden feathers. Yeah, I'm just trying to find that. Let me see if I can find the search for it. And might I just say how disconcerting it was for the voice of Gartog to be talking about the voice of nonviolence and family and nurturing. Just saying. I'm sitting there, I'm like, Gartog's telling me to think about the light and goodness. I'm scared. <laughs> the Alicanto. There is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as you successfully summon the air spirit, uh, the Alicanto appears once more. The golden feathered uh, spirit seems to f- almost float down to you as you cross across the water. It's good to see you again. The bird nods as you approach it. Can you help me again tonight? It nods once more. Alright. We'll be returning to the temple. We should get going. Mm-hmm. 
it floats up, um, dives around, and then grasps your shoulders once more, its talons digging lightly into your shoulders. Should it flaps its massive... Damage from that. Nope. Okay. Its massive wings pull hard, lifting up your frame and then pulling you above the reach of the treetops of the jungle. Quickly, you follow the path uh, that slimes back and forth between the jungle, the path of scales and blood, and eventually you find yourself at the temple in the Valley of Night. It lands upon the top of the uh, western side of the temple. You hear chanting inside. Um, I will do, I mean, on the flyover, I mean, I know it's mm-hmm. dark, but are there any torches or enough light for me to see if there's any blood on the steps? You could see blood here. It's dried, uh, at least a day or two old. Okay. All right. I will try to make my way in. Uh, much like your approach from the east, you have a good view of the hordes of uh, pretty much naked, rithering bodies of the cultists on the east side of the fire. Uh, several cult members are on the west side of the fire, where they tend to the shape of Mind Leech. Its massive naga form coiled about itself, its head protectively covering several claw marks clearly made from the dragon that once guarded the temple site, uh, sorry, the power site you had just re- left. Mm-hmm. As you approach down, my leech raises its head. So you return. Were you successful? Yes. I was successful. You hold things in your hands. What are those? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. Show them to me. He'll hold them up, but keep kind of a tight grasp on them. Mine leads his eyes uh, dark to each of the rocks, looking over them. You see them reflecting almost perfectly in the large Naga's eyes. (sighs) Aspects of yourself, of what you once may be, and what you once are those are valuable Shango keep them guard them safe perhaps they will serve you in the future aspects of myself isn't rather dangerous to have such things outside of myself yes very much so I would seek to keep those in a safe place a place where no other may have. You spoke uh, to me before I left of the machinations that you wish to embroil me in. Do you still seek to do so? I do. Why? You are a being of potential power, a being capable of many great things, a being many would seek to exploit. 
in your rise to your own power, you will need to find allies, guides, mentors, those who can guide your course to one of greater powers. But much like a river, the force of guiding you will destroy things and change things. I seek to make sure those paths that are changed benefit me. Do you require additional medical attention? No. My followers will be able to tend to me. And the wounds the dragon wrought are manageable. All right. Your guides have not returned from the east. I fear they have abandoned you. I can have some of my own guide you back, but I suspect the servant you have summoned will be able to return you to the city without my aid. He is a guide, not a servant. Perhaps. But we are all servants to one one other being or another. Well, mind leech. Next time you wish to contact me, please. I'm sure one of your servants can uh, scrounge up a calm device. The giant Naga's head just kind of stares at you. Fair enough. And he'll leave. <laughs> cool. So at this point, is there anything you want to do in Brazil? Or are you pretty much ready to return home? I'm going to go find my freaking guides, man. Well, you can try. Um, You head back to Rio de Janeiro, but it's a big city. All right. Um, But I have a uh, calm... Uh, information, right? You do. Let me just see. Is it possible to, like, leave a payment by voicemail? Yeah. Alright. You basically just wire the money to the account? Yeah, that's what I'll do. Make sure it gets paid. Mm -hmm. And if it does, can I make it so that if it doesn't get picked up in 30 days, it reverses back to me? Yeah. Alright, I'll do that in case he's dead. Cool. (laughs) Alright. You send something away 5,000, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. It's a nonsense name. <laughs> it's a great name. It's not that great of a name. No, it's t- cool. So at this point, back to Seattle? Yep. Cool. All uh, right. You managed to reach out to uh, Ansem Helm's men. Mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually gets you a uh, passage booked back uh, on more commercial liners. Uh, it's less harrying. It's less crazy but you know you pretty much managed to get through uh, within reason and about four or five days later you find yourself back at SeaTac and the cab waiting you to take you back home quite an adventure but you're done effing Everton dot F <laughs> nice 
Alright, so I want to thank the guides for uh, participating in this. Uh, like I said, you guys all get a bonus 10 karma for taking part. Thank you very much for that. Wow, Andrew has to spend 30 karma to get his thing. Appreciate it. So basically, guys. we got his karma. He gave us yeah. 30 karma. <laughs> you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> nice. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the initiation session. Uh, we'll be back next week for a normal episode of Hidden Grid, and... Uh, Talk to y'all guys then. See ya. Deuce. Bye. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Sharealike, 3.0, Unported License. That means you can share it, you can even cut it up, but you have to add a label for all the bits within, including the license for the following artist. This week we're following the artist, The Alien Mike E.T., The Furious Guitar, and the album, Instrumental Heavy Guitar Wizardry. The intro music is Unfinished Dream. And the outro is Shattered Silence. The album is available from Magnitude.com. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come, when we have shuffled off this mortal coil, must give us a pause.